0: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin
1: survivor fans it is survivor thursday here Hello. in our studio Woo-hoo! what's going on guys we definitely definitely love doing the show the day after because it kind of lets us sit and marinate get, mm-hmm. get our thoughts together yes. um i love doing the show on thursday night but you know what i love more than doing the show on thursday night do with these people over here veronica valencia returned from edge of extinction island she came back with 20 pieces of firewood but where are they what well, are they, Veronica? I burned them. You oh <laughs> just just evil. <laughs> How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm glad you're here. I am so glad to be here. I did not know I thought I was going to be the only one here, to which I would have been the sole survivor. You,
1: but you are not. Unfortunately, but I am you are still in the race with me and this gentleman here. He was part of the dream team in Nicaragua hey. and Cambodia.
0: Steve Ganey, what's going on, man? Oh my God! So happy to be back. This is so awesome. Happy to talk about Survivor. Oh uh, my God, this I'm, season is amazing. I'm really glad you're back too, because we had you back last
1: week. Those of you who tuned in, um, and we didn't really get to pick your brain too much. So I'm, I'm hoping, like I said, you guys, little teaser, that we'll get you back for a few sporadic episodes. From Mm. the rest of the season. So we can think your brain all the way through, all the way through. (laughs) Uh, Overall thoughts of the episodes, you guys?
2: Aww. Aww. Uh. Guys, the last two episodes have been very difficult for me. I wasn't here last week, but Uh. I was devastated because Ethan went home. And then this episode, I know some of you in the chat, to shout out to our chat to Victorious, Eric Olin, Thomas McGee, Nathan, Yesenia, Desiree, so many more of you. I know some of you in the chat were saying Edge of Extinction was too long. Mm -hmm. But it was so emotional just watching Absolutely. Ethan. I love Ethan. I liked that segment a whole lot. Uh I liked the fact that Celle finally won because I wanted to see strategy go on at the call because they've been so happy. Overall it was a great episode. Yeah, Steve.
0: Yeah, I mean with the Edge of Extinction, I feel like I'm gonna be heartbroken every single week because I love all these players so much. I was like, wait a minute, who would I not be surprised if they yeah. went home? But yeah, I I, uh, I think that the edge of extinction was a it was a long segment, but I was captivated the mm-hmm. entire time. Um, y- you know, I every time extinction goes a little long, I'm always like, eh, I want to see what's going on with the strategy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this time, I was just, I was, I mean, shout out to the editors because mm-hmm. that sequence was amazing. Yeah, where they're like, oh my god, with Ethan, he's looking up at the sun. He's like, oh my god, <laughs> it was great. And then, yeah, the the, the way that the, the challenge played out with mm-hmm. just this amazing comeback, and yeah, uh, the tribal council the yeah. for a loop. I gotta say, I was fooled. I did not see that coming. Um, You know, like, I was like, I could see this going either way. So... Uh, yeah, this was a roller coaster for me.
1: Well, this is why it's a winter season. I agree with both of you completely. I mean, that Edge of Extinction Island, which we're gonna dive into in a second, was phenomenal. I love and how you
2: still call it Edge of Extinction Island. I
1: know, I, I do. It's like <laughs> a Trademark. Now. Edge of Extinction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Edge of Extinction. Um, and I mean, just an emotional wreck. That's what I was. And then like you said, the very, very close call with the, the challenge. And then this Tribal Council, which was, you're right, it could have went either way. We also got our MVP segment at the end of the episode. You guys were gonna pick the MVP of the episode. I think we're all gonna have different opinions. So Stay tuned for that. Let us know in the chat for everybody who's viewing right now. Thank you guys so much. So let's dive in, shall we? So right after, we kind of pick up right after the vote um, last week where Ethan was voted off. Sorry, Veronica. And Adam, (laughs) who was obviously left out of the vote because he keeps running his mouth, is kind of doing like an apology tour. He's got to do a lot of damage control. Were you guys surprised that he took the responsibility because a lot of people don't do this. Some people are like, I did what I did and blah, blah, blah. But Adam went and took the responsibility and goes on this, like I said, apology tour. Did you think that he should have done something different or do you agree with him?
2: I agree with him and to be perfectly honest, I think he had no choice but to do that because his game was outed. It was completely blown up. Everybody knew what he was up to. I think he had no choice but to apologize. And here's the sad thing about it is, Adam, you had to apologize either way. It would have been better if you just apologized (laughs) apologized, you know, after the fact, and they voted out poverty instead of Ethan. You know, you're doing some apologizing anyway. At least don't blow up your game in the process.
0: I think uh, I kind of like watching Adam play from the bottom. Mm -hmm. You know, in his last season, he was uh, scrambling a lot. I really had counted him out, like, (laughs) pretty early on in the game. Yeah. And I I just don't think that him playing from a point of confidence is a good look for him. Mm. Uh, And the one thing I love about his apology tour is that everyone's like, oh, look at him apologizing and he's like working really hard around camp. But they're not really thinking about that he's still strategizing. I think that's one thing that it it draws attention to your actions and not what you're actually thinking. I will say when he was on the beach – talking to Boston Rob and Parvati, which Boston Rob immediately went and uh, you know started to sow some seeds of dissent. Adam, I, what are you doing? Don't yeah. go anywhere near Boston Rob or Parvati at this point because he's like, I'm not buying any of it or whatever. And Boston, all he had to do was just walk right over to Jerry and Michelle and say, Oh, this kid. Yeah, There he goes again, yeah. running his mouth. I'm
2: like, Adam,
0: just stay in the shelter. Just get
1: away. Yeah, just stay low. Just lie low for a second. When yeah. you try to do something like this and it blows up in your face, you kind of have to lay low. I feel kind of bad for Adam because he had this entirely great plan to take out a power play, which is poverty, because everybody thinks she's a threat. They're all threats. We've already discussed this. But poverty is on another level right now, at least maybe because she's got this alliance with Rob. But Ethan was the one that went home, so now Adam can't even take credit for that because technically he had really nothing to do with Adam I mean with Ethan going home at all. I feel like that was all damage control and Rob picking which player he thought would be the worst. So if anybody's getting credit for this, it's it's Rob. Yeah. So Rob just took something that was bad that happened to him and turned it for the good. Which, I mean, credit to him, but I do feel bad for Adam. Let's talk about DeCall really quick, because I didn't realize how Edge of Extinction Island. (laughs) I didn't realize how close Edge of Extinction was to these tribes. I didn't think that the Call could see them. And they can, which I was like, that's kinda not that close, but you can see it, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that
0: was kind of a spooky scene, you know. They were just like out there, like, wow, right there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And you see like the heat waves off of the water. Yeah. It's like it's there it's like a mirage. It was really weird.
2: I thought it was a little more excuse me, out there.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I thought they were maybe on, like, a different... I don't know where I thought... I don't know why I thought it was an island, you guys. So it's a pretty much a circle. <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's talk about this Edge of Extinction, okay? Because it's day 10. Amber, Natalie, Danny, and now Ethan are on this island together. And like you said, Steve, we get these Edge of Extinction segments where you're like... Alright, moving on. We want to see gameplay. We want to see people who are actually still in the game and all this other stuff. But this one was different. They had a box. They had to pretty much get to the top of the hill which, or the mountain or whatever you want to call it. Um, and they have to pretty much transport 20 pieces of firewood back down one at a time. Physically taxing. We've already seen how taxing it was from them doing it on other episodes. And in this episode they would win a fire token for the person who does it first. Now pretty much everybody's sitting there going, oh, that's easy. No. no, it's not easy. And it gets so physically taxing that Ethan has to pretty much step down. He's one of the last ones to finish. Kudos to the ladies, by the way. Very oh, yeah. strong women on that drive. Yeah. Or in that, on Edge of Extinction. And, you know, it just comes to this, like, realization, you know, that Ethan has gotten gone through a lot. And he says that to the camera. You know he's gone through cancer, he's gone through spinal taps, he's gone through, you know, chemotherapy. And this is something that is on another level. How did you guys respond to this?
2: Oh, gosh. Ah. This made me super, super emotional. Like, family visits, psh, nah. Right? like this one made me super emotional I think it's because you know first of all Ethan just as a contestant always brought a very positive energy he was always such a joy to watch as a viewer and then to see him kind of reflecting on probably the darkest time in his life and just comparing it to you know I'm not going to give up I'm going to keep going and just watching him how even though he was nearly going to faint he still wanted to continue and he was going to do it no matter what it was super emotional and I think watching someone who you know has that kind of light and energy just makes it even better. strength. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I thought um, that this whole sequence, it it, it went on for a long time. I think this is the longest Edge of Extinction that we've seen. Yeah. But uh, while I was watching it, I was totally just captivated. It was genuinely moving. I mean, there was a... The the other challenge at Edge of Extinction, they were talking about, oh, I don't want to go back up there to, like, you know, uh, do the numbers again. And it was like, oh, man, that must be a really hard hike up that hill. And then they had to do it 20 times. And when they when Natalie and Amber got down at the bottom and they were just genuinely just sobbing. Yeah. Like, that's not something, you know, that you Mm -hmm. could creatively edit and be like, oh, look how tired they are. Right. You know, Ethan fainted. They had the medical staff having to attend to him. Um... And then Danny, just Danny totally <laughs> failing to read the room. She's like, there the Amber are, and Natalie are sobbing on the ground She's like, Woo! Yeah, way to go with <laughs> me. No, no, Danny, no,
1: no, read the room. No, no. no, I completely agree with you, Steve. It wasn't just an emotionally and physically taxing, you know, journey for Ethan. You know, Natalie and Amber, they definitely went through it as well. I mean, I I, I honestly can't say that I know what they're experiencing because that was something that was specific and different for each of them. But it was emotional to watch them come to the realizations that, you know, going through this process, it helped them or made them realize something about themselves and how strong they were.
0: Mm -hmm. And, like, when the girls came with Ethan for his last one. I was going to say that the support that that they showed each other. Yeah, I mean, it's a
1: competition show. Like, you have to remember that. They're playing for $2 million. So for these women... Or these people in general just to support each other in that way. It's just, it gives me goosebumps. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's really touching. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I, I loved it. It's I- just.
1: I loved it too I was (laughs) not mad at the Edge of Extinction segment this time
2: a couple of things I just want to shout out Thomas McGee in the chat who's saying I would have done for one fire token at Beach just sitting around and then shout out to Ryan B who is saying I would have been like Amber and Natalie breaking down after they finished Mm -hmm. that was that challenge was rough Yeah, I completely agree it was a very rough challenge and one thing too I want to just touch on real quick about Edge of Extinction I like the fact that this was a challenge for everyone to get a fire Mm -hmm. token because in the past we've kind of seen it be like a challenge like there's one fire token and you just have to be the one to solve the challenge the quickest. Yes, this right. was an opportunity for everybody and I kind of mm-hmm. liked that because you know, it's it's like, it's just kind of nice to see, you know, everybody get that chance. Yeah. And, and Natalie's still a millionaire on Edge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Speaking <laughs> of a millionaire on Edge, Natalie is also a beast on Edge of Extinction. Yes. I mean, she yeah. is just I mean, we know that she's a CrossFit trainer, but even even CrossFit trainers or, or, like, you know, people who specialize in, you know, like, weightlifting or, or, you know, body training or professional trainers, when they do, like, a ballet class or, or, like, a Zumba class, they're like, this is actually really hard. So it's fascinating seeing these people who you would think are, like, you know, extremely fit and extremely athletic and they could do anything. And then they do something like this and it's like, wow, this is really, really hard. And you're just climbing up and down stairs.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm, I'm jumping ahead here, but I have to say the um the the impact of this and the emotion that was there mm-hmm. made it so great at the end when Tyson was like at the at the credits roll when he yes, calls the Edge, yes. and he goes man, you guys yes, got a lot of fire yes, right. yes. Oh my god, that was I was the, best. Dying. Yeah. That was the it best. was the perfect setup for that that, that punch punchline. Yeah. Oh and then their god. face
1: is like, oh, you have no idea. Um yeah, so that edge of extinction, I was really happy to see that segment. I'm excited to see if any other segments are that I hope that they have more challenges like that. Like you said, Veronica, where everybody has the opportunity to win a fire token and not just like one person. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they, they build on that. Hopefully they see the audience response that was positive to it um let's get back to cell day 11 um so rob i mean sorry adam once again is you know getting water for everyone he's not just doing an apology tour at this point he's (laughs) making soup for everyone he's getting water for everybody and rob and poverty who now feel like they're on the bottom of the tribe which i think is really funny and extremely ironic they want to try to you know recruit adam or bring him in and adam is like oh no 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 i'm not gonna do this We've talked about Veronica on the show before, season after season, Mm -hmm. never shut a door. Do you think that Adam shutting this door, because he was like, no, I don't want to do this, and like walks away really quickly. Do you think because he shut that door very quickly and wasn't like entertaining to the idea, or even showing that he was entertaining to the idea, is the reason why Rob went behind his back and lied about him?
2: No, I think, see, it's tough because I agree, never shut a door. I think Adam right now sees that he's super on the bottom and the reason he went, he's on the bottom is because he did go behind his original alliances back and talk to, you know, the old schoolers. Mm-hmm. I think Rob just doesn't trust Adam and I think he's doing whatever he can just to blow up Adam's game so that him and poverty aren't the targets. Mm,
1: totally.
0: But
2: I honestly could have seen, if Adam wanted to jump ship, I could see him doing that as well if he had the numbers. Yeah.
0: I think Rob saw someone who was not on his side and he's like... uh Adam is down and I'm just gonna kick him I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna push him down a little bit mm. deeper because the farther he down he goes the more uh, higher up I go that's so. a
1: that's a good point and it's not past Boston Rob to do something like that I mean he's done yeah. worse
0: no I, I, I didn't I, I don't know that he sold the uh, his lie like super hard I'm not sure if they bought it and we didn't get to see it too, many, too much more politics but I don't think politics. Jeremy
1: and Michelle needed that much I mean yeah. they already see Adam as like this weasel character or somebody yeah. who would flip and they spread it alliance. to Ben
0: So exactly yeah. so
1: I don't think that they needed much and yeah. Rob knew that. That's what makes them a smart player. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they did buy it. And like you said, it didn't take much. Yeah. Uh, so Tyson and Sarah on Decall are also forming an interesting bond, which was really endearing to see because it's nice to see players get deeper connections on the island and it's always really interesting to see when it's unexpected because I never expected Tyson and Sarah to be working together. You see Sarah and Tony, they're both cops, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, so I used to, you would expect them to be together but Tyson and Sarah, I was like, is there like a little flirting thing
0: going on? I didn't know. I yeah. loved them together. They were hilarious. I think that Sarah is much uh, funnier than a lot of her um, like, Pieces to camera, you yeah. know she's usually pretty straightforward. And intense. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. then like I, you know, see the tweets from like other players, and they're like, "Oh my god, Sarah was so hilarious out there." So mm-hmm. I think that um, that was really cool to see that sort of fun loving side of Sarah, which we saw a little bit when she was on her uh, mission with Tony putting yes. <laughs> <What, again, laughs> <Yes>. on her <laughs> oh, face. Boy. So, yeah, that was pretty cool to see. And I love watching Tyson. He's just hilarious. He's, so he's just so yeah. crack and wise the whole time. Speaking so of
1: Tyson, he's also trying to do his little strategic gameplay as well by going to Sandra and Tony and, you know, saying, you know, there, there are people who don't have connections and they're going to target the people who do.
2: The sad thing is he's, he's so right. I know.
1: I know he's right. But he's going to. The, do you think he went to the wrong people?
2: It's no see, here's the thing. He did not go to the wrong people, in my opinion. I think he was definitely getting together with the people who had connections, the people who would be targets to get on his side. What he made the mistake of was going against Sandra because what Sandra (laughs) wants, Sandra gets always. She wants a bench, she got a bench. Oh, I
0: I gotta give props to uh, Yule on that move because he planted that seed in Sandra on episode one, I believe. That is true. And that's paying dividends now. I mean, and that the thing is, Sandra is so laser focused. You know, she's... She, I don't want to say she has a one-track mind, but in, the, in her strategy, she really does. Yes. Oh, and yeah. it was like, Tyson, you threw my name out there. Well, guess what? We're done. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. done. Yeah. So, uh, you know, credit to Yule for uh, a game, you know, a play that he made days ago that is now coming into fruition. Uh, but Tyson had... The uh, the alliance is picked out perfectly. He yeah. knew exactly where everyone. He, he hey, after buzzers.
1: Before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started.
0: Analyze really what was going on, and he was correct. Yeah, no, he was absolutely right. Um, Before
1: we get to the immunity challenge and reward challenge, I'm going to shoot it over to Veronica. And she's gonna give you some words.
2: Yeah, what's up, all of my tribe mates? Thank you so much for tuning in every week. Obviously, it's even great. You know, we don't even do this show on Survivor Wednesdays, but we love the fact that you tune in with us on Thursdays anyway. And so, you know what? What we would even love for you more is to like this video, give us a thumbs up, and if you are listening to us on uh, the radio, not the radio, on iPod- Apple Pod, uh, yeah, Apple Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, Spotify, Spotify. iTunes. iTunes, All that good stuff. Give us a uh, five-star rating, because you know one through four don't work. Nope. But whatever you are, get involved in the conversation. Please talk to us about this show, because we are super emotional and we love it all. <laughs> and there's a lot to talk about this season, guys. So, thank-, thank you so much for tuning in every week.
1: Thank you, Veronica. We love you, guys. Everybody in the chat right now. Um, I know Veronica did some shout outs earlier, but do you want to do some more really quick?
2: I do. I just want to shout out Ryan B again, who is saying Yule is number one. Yule is number one. Oh, yes, yes. Yule. I love okay. Yule. We got
1: uh, some Yule fans. We in know. The chat. We know.
2: I love Yule. <laughs> Yule. A uh, shout out to Victorious two zero zero five six seven. Eric Olin Slosspop Pop, Vic, um, Joseph Boza, Josh Sheldon, Ryan B, uh, Meredith. And Thomas McGee and Sheena123, Yesenia, Adam, there are so many of you in here. We just thank you so much for joining us and staying involved in the conversation. Yes.
1: Thank you, guys. We love you guys. So let's get to this immunity challenge, okay? Really unexpected. Very close. Uh, So essentially, this uh, immunity challenge, four tribe mates are attached to a boat, three inside, they pull it to a tower, they retrieve keys, these keys go to a puzzle, they have to put the puzzle together. Now... DeKal pretty much sets out and they pretty much fall... They pretty much... They get very far very quickly. Let's say that. Selle on the other on the other side, unfortunately, it pretty much rested on Adam in this moment because he was the only one who could pretty much reach the key. Now, Poverty and Denise were the ones that were inside of the boat. And yes. Poverty was useless. Denise wasn't even jumping for keys. So, you know, Selle kind of got... Like left behind because they couldn't reach these keys. Well,
0: Denise made one jump.
2: Yeah, that was we, yeah, yeah. I mean that we saw, but and yeah,
0: that was I think uh, poor planning. They didn't put anybody yes. in the boat who had any uh, vertical momentum. Yeah or, <laughs> yeah, or maybe somebody who's a little taller. I or mean, that. Uh, yeah, and so it all ca- it all came on Adam's shoulders. Who you know, if somebody needed a boost, like you know, to sort of get them back in the good graces of the tribe, yeah. you know, like yeah. you got to give Adam credit where credit is due. True. Yeah but uh oh man when th- when they were just like falling out of it i, I, I this was my face i was just uh, yeah, I a blowout know. challenge yeah. and they're going back to tribal council and then oh man he yeah. came back
2: <laughs> I could not believe this challenge because I had very similar emotions I was like great another blowout challenge you know Cele has gone to tribal the last couple of weeks we know the pecking order on that tribe already like I wanted to see some strategy from the Decal side yeah. so I was like oh my gosh another blowout challenge and I felt so bad for Adam kind of before we saw the end result because he's so on the bottom he was trying so hard at camp to like get on everybody's good side and he was put in the most difficult position which was trying to get those keys so had they lost it would have been very sad to see him go because he was trying so hard that entire episode and that would have maybe been his fate so I was just never give up like I could not believe that challenge if anybody
1: needed this win it was definitely Adam (laughs) yes and I'm proud of him I'm glad that he was able to you know overcome these obstacles and we see it season after season with these people who think that they can't do something and then they do it Mm -hmm. and it's always really really nice to see so Sully winds up winning after Adam gets these keys, Robin did, and uh, sorry, Robin, Michelle are on the puzzle. Once again, we're like, why is Rob on the puzzle? Props to Rob. But props to Rob. I have to give it to him. We have to give props to Adam. We have to give props to Rob. He I mean, dominated
0: that puzzle. Dominated
1: yeah. that puzzle. Rob and Michelle, I don't know how they did it so fast, but apparently, you know, Decal, they made a mistake that had to take off all the puzzle pieces and that's what set them behind, giving Sele the opening to take the lead and win. So, I mean, they won. Congratulations. They also get the four chickens. We'll probably see them kill them soon. It's very sad. <laughs> um, I wouldn't probably do that, but you know what? It, yeah. I don't know. I'm not starving on an island for 39 days, so <laughs> that's just me. Um, but yes, I'm glad that suddenly won because we want to see more strategic you know, gameplay from these players on the call, and they really haven't had that opportunity, even though even though without them going to Tribal, they're still making plans. Sandra, Tony, yeah. I mean, they're still talking about mm-hmm. you know things to happen when they don't even go to Tribal. Do you guys think that them talking about gameplay and I already know what you're going to say, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Them <laughs> talking about t- I do. Do you know? I do. Them talking about gameplay before they even head to tribal, because we know that this game changes on a day-to-day basis, is premature. Do you think that they should wait until after tribal to start sh- talking strategy? And who what, they're going to vote out?
2: What do you mean after tribal?
1: After Sorry, after the challenge. Sorry, my fault. Uh, mm. Do you think that we should, should wait, wait for after the challenge to see if they even win immunity or not to talk about who they're going to possibly send home? Because no. don't you think that they're going to be ruffling a little bit of feathers? Like, why would I say Steve is going home before the tribal when he might when we not even might even go to tribal? And now if Steve hears that I want to send him home,
0: now I'm on Steve. That's true. Yeah, you list. could have you know shown your cards a little early. Right. Yeah, uh, I think that this was actually a good example of uh, how. This tribe hasn't had to go to tribal council that much, so they had kind of one sort of uh, quote-unquote easy vote, and then they didn't really want—nobody wanted to show their cards, mm-hmm. to use that analogy again, and this tribal was the, it was another uh, example of that because— uh sophie made reference to you know right now we want to sort of stay together you know heading towards the merge even though they all know that they're not really one big happy tribe right. and that was sort of like uh when nick was like i just want you to know if we go to the merge, i'm with y'all and was like yeah me too me too me too me too right yeah and so this vote uh rather than risk um splitting the vote and it's like oh my five beat your you know your four or whatever Mm -hmm. and now we know where the line is drawn i think people wanted to sort of hold their cards a little closer and say let's just go with the unanimous vote and uh so heading into a possible tribe swap which we see we're going to be doing next week and uh, Mm -hmm. uh i think that this tribal council was setting up for the next uh the next event in the game. And that's why people are like, we don't want to show exactly where our our alliance lies because if there is a tribe swap, then... Everything gets mixed up. People know who I'm allied Mm -hmm. with. And uh, so I think this is sort of holding back your strategy. No,
1: that's smart. Veronica, what do you think? No,
2: I think that's a very smart point. Yeah, because as we kind of see, no one necessarily wants to be, you know, the first one to throw out ideas. No one wants to be seen as the leader or, you know, being the one who's playing aggressively or whatever you say it. So I think that was a very great point. But I think that you know, the game is always moving. Things are always being said. You should never wait until you lose a challenge to kind of know how you want to play because then that's where scrambling comes in. You might want to feel a little bit more secure Mm -hmm. in how you're going to vote.
0: Yes. I thought that Tyson's um, pitch to Tony was actually a really strong sell. It was. I kind of was buying it a little bit. I was like, I think Tyson might be right. Number one, he's right about uh, the... Uh, the new schoolers um, just sort of—they act like they're not really connected, mm-hmm. but they, they actually are. are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, he's like, if you know, if I go home, then it's going to be you, Tony, and then it's going to be Sarah, and then it's going to be you, Sandra. And a lot of it hinged on whether or not Sandra was going to buy it, but she was never going to buy it, no. which is unfortunate. And uh, Tony, I think, was like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. I don't want to lose Tyson because. He's a S.H.I.E.L.D. And everyone's talking about S.H.I.E.L.D.s Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. this week. And another example of why I think this Tribal Council was actually uh, a play for the long game was that people were worried Tyson, who has connections to Boston Robb and Harvey and and other people... uh, that that was going to come into play if there was a tribe swap, yeah. Or a tribe swap, Yeah. yeah. So I think this was part of the long game.
1: No, I thought what was also interesting is right after the challenge, you know, they have to go back and obviously the strategy starts to take place. Tyson wants to originally target Nick because his argument is, you know, Nick didn't do very well in the challenge and, you know, he doesn't do anything around camp. Those are, like...
2: Very old school reasons yes, to get rid of and someone. Yeah,
1: early <laughs> reasons, like in like in this season, even like, oh, if you don't do anything around camp or you don't contribute, then that's an early reason to get you sent home. And in this season, it, that that's a non-strategic really have any... reason. Yes, yes I, I completely agree with you. It's a non-strategic reason, and I thought that it was a little naive for Tyson to do that. And it only put a target on his back because, you know, the people that he talked to are like, okay, yes, bring up a good point by you. he could be a shield. But at the same time, Sandra never trusted Tyson because of what he did in the beginning of the game to mm-hmm. her by voting for her and trying to get her out. So Tyson and Tony, you know, they have this conversation about would you rather take Nick? If he's not a threat, or would he rather take Tyson out because he would be a shield? In this position, who would you do? Would you take out Nick, who's not a threat, and it's not your name, so who cares? Or would you take out Tyson because he is a threat, but also you could use him as a shield? It's like this...
2: I think I would still take out Tyson. And okay. I feel like that's kind of Sandra's mentality, too. Obviously, the fact that, you know, she's saying, oh, he's coming at me. Mm-hmm. But I think that for Sandra, I'm just going to use Sandra in this instance. Yes. There are other shields. She has Tony. She has Sarah. There's always going to be someone who's a shield for someone. Yes.
1: And you don't necessarily interrupt you. You don't necessarily know if the tribe is going to stay together. Because they could exactly. be a so at any minute. So that shield who you thought you had could possibly be gone next week <laughs> without having voting them out. Yeah. It could be on a completely different tribe. And exactly.
0: Tyson could be a potential ally to Rob, who Sandra also has beef against. Yeah, uh, and But – okay, so if I'm thinking about this from Tony's perspective, I think if I was Tony, I probably would have tried to push a little harder. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why they didn't uh, go along with Tyson's plan is because it would have fractured the tribe. You mean to vote out Nick? To vote out Nick, yeah. Uh, although <laughs> when Nick showed his vote for Kim – Okay, maybe I'm doing the numbers wrong here, but I thought he might have uh, voted himself out almost. If if the other players had gone with Tyson's plan, it would have been uh, like five against uh, Nick, four against uh, Tyson, and one against Kim. Somebody in in the comments, call me out if I'm being an idiot, but uh, (laughs) I think there was a pot when I was watching it, and I'm like, wait a minute, if. This if they've gone along with tyson's plan, then he just voted himself out rather than it goes to a tie, and then they they vote over again, yeah, but uh yeah, there were some hmm. complicated uh numbers going on there i
1: don't what that's what we like kind of enjoy about having the trial or go you know talking about tribal and not having so many things foreshadowed is that Who knows how Kim's name came up? Who knows why Nick voted for Kim? It was just very odd and out there. He
2: voted for her because he was so paranoid that Tyson would have a hidden immunity. I I think that was a paranoid vote. I went into that tribal thinking Tyson's going home. I was fairly certain Tyson was going home just because of kind of the way, again, putting all of my faith in Sandra. Uh, But once (laughs) Nick did the Kim vote... I was like, maybe it's going to be Nick and he's going to do it to himself because he was so paranoid and he might end up with enough votes because the vote was split. But, yeah, yeah, I just thought that was a weird vote. But, you know, things happen and...
0: And people do get paranoid. Uh, He is a pretty uh, new player. You know, it's not like he's played this game so many times. Right. And, uh, you know, to just throw a vote at Kim, I don't know, that might have... uh, He might have showed uh, a side that he might not have wanted to show because... Kim was possibly one of the people who would have voted against him, and now she's like, wait, why would he throw my name out yeah. there? Everybody mm. else, why me?
1: I don't know. It's things to think about. We also, I really do want to talk about Sandra really quick, because Sandra's been playing this bench game. <laughs> so- bench queen, yes. <laughs> yes, bench queen. I don't know. What, and I'm glad Poverty called her out on it, yes. because I feel like it's like uh, it's like a running game now it's like wait why does she
0: get to Oh, yeah, it in two title? challenges in a row I thought that That's was against what, the I rules I thought that was against Come the rules on. also Come but on, even,
1: even at tribal council she says you know you know as long as it's not me I will do anything <laughs>
2: that shouldn't sit well with it's, her
1: alliance members. It's
2: crazy because Sandra has this ability where it's like she knows she is not a physical competitor. She would hold them back in the challenges. And they know that when they get to emerge, she, once again, is not a physical competitor so she could get out whenever because she probably won't win a hit um, an individual immunity. So is she a threat? Yes, because that's how she gets to the end and that's how she wins $2 million and probably another $2 million. <laughs> but people are just, at this point, afraid of people who can do well in all aspects yes. and
0: uh, when she changed her strategy her third time playing and I'm the queen and I'm calling the shots yes. she went Got home voted out. so yes. maybe she's like okay I'm going back with what works yes no
1: I completely agree with you let's talk about this tribal really quick we've hinted at it throughout, throughout the episodes what I really liked about this tribal was that they really started getting to the nitty gritty of who they're actually playing with you know they talked about you know being starstruck Sandra apparently did not get starstruck <laughs> she's the queen why would you um, but I just think it was funny how you know Nick looked up to Tyson and, you know, everybody else on the tribe who, like, looks at people, Yule and Tony, like, they, they have these preconceived notions. And a of big movies. old
0: crush on Parvati. And a
1: big old crush on I Parvati. Know. There's crushes. There are people who think <laughs> that these are bad people or not nice people, and they are. Like, it's very interesting because we as viewers have to watch, see them as viewers, too. They weren't all on the same season. So they were probably looking at them and going, like, oh, my gosh, I love this player as well. I can respect how they play their game, and now they're playing with them. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that Jeff kind of hinted at that or or brought that up as a topic because it's it's fun to know that these people look at them like we look at them
0: yeah and i think Mm -hmm. that's an advantage to the old schoolers because the old schoolers aren't starstruck they've been around this uh survivor community for a long time they know each other in real life and we always talk about the advantage of the new schoolers you know they they uh know how to work the new advantages and all this other stuff so i think that's cool to show that you know, there is uh, another aspect of this game and that that actually plays in favor of the old school players. Yeah. So.
2: Yes.
1: Yes, you agree. She completely <laughs> yes. agrees, you guys. Uh, so Tyson <laughs> voted, went, went home. I mean, we saw the votes. Um, would you say that Tyson was an old school or a new school? Uh,
2: say-
1: right?
0: I think, I think I, yeah he was right there in the middle uh, like, I don't know uh, I would say old school I th- I would consider Tyson an old school player because he has ties to Boston Rock yes, and he has ties to Sandra who are considered old school players that's a good point so, right? his first
2: season was 18 so yeah. I'll consider him an old school that's player that's
1: very true yeah let's let's go with old 20 yeah 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 let's do that yeah okay so he's an old school so old school got voted out which balances the, the, the old school new school kind of in their favor um I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, Tyson gave his, you know, his fire token to Nick, which is nice to see because Nick still looked up to him and, you know, yeah. we saw how yeah. those votes turned out. I
2: think it also shows how much of a good player Tyson is and that, yes. like, he respects good gameplay and it's like, hey, you, out- you outsmarted me on this one.
0: Yes. <laughs> but another side of Tyson that I love is he's so sarcastic that... The first time he played, he was way too cool for school. He was just like, I'm a, I'm above this. And then the second time he played, he was like really, really into it. Yeah. And now that I think that he's won and he's sort of kind of chill and just sort of playing. So he's like, you know what, Nick? Good game, buddy, and yeah. of course there was a little bit of sarcasm there. You know, of course. Like, oh yeah, I'm your hero. Yeah, well he's not. <laughs> I'd out, rather out. swallow it. Exactly. Well, he's not out. Out. I mean, none of none of these people are out. Out just yet.
1: I mean, yeah. there's Edge of Extinction where he's going, so he has a chance to play and get his way back into the game. Um, let's do our special segment because that is our recap of that. So our special segment MVP of the episode. Who do you think your MVP was this episode?
2: Ethan. Ethan? It was definitely Ethan. Okay. He also would have been my MVP of the last episode. Okay. That's fair. I
0: got to go with Tony on this one. I think that Tony was sort of on the fence as to go with Tyson's plan or not. And although we didn't get to see that, I have a really strong feeling that Tyson was, I mean, uh, Tony was influential in saying, let's stick with... uh, with Nick
1: yeah unfortunately I'm going to go with Veronica as well Ethan just pulled out my heartstrings in this episode yeah. so I have to say Ethan was my MVP <laughs> let us know who your MVP was as well you guys um, we're going to pull up our fantasy draft really quickly you guys because apparently I am out two people <sighs> Veronica is out two people oh my- boy. Michael is still in the game. How? Um, Jonathan is down to one person. But like I said, you guys, we still have somebody coming back from Edge of Extinction. So this could all change. We don't know. And I'm
0: just sitting pretty on the bench And you are here. just sitting I'm
1: pretty, the pretty bench, on the bench, queen. Steve. You are, the, you are Sandra. <laughs> yes. So that is our fantasy draft, you guys. Uh, let us know who you is in your fantasy draft. Let us know who you think has the strongest fantasy draft. Just because Michael has the most people still the game does not mean me, he me has win. the strongest team you guys no um, Yeah. so me and Veronica are out two people yeah. as of now so this happened last mm-hmm. se- season too you guys me and Veronica were down most of our players very early and Mike started losing his players and we were all down to one person in the finale so that's what
2: matters stay tuned to see uh, what happens with that Veronica just, anything in the chat yeah uh, just some v- MVPs Royal 16 MVP is Natalie Eric is saying MVPs Ethan and Adam Ryan B MVPs Ethan and Adam Victorious is saying Natalie is a beast and MVP Nathan is saying mvp rob there's so many reasons everyone could be an mvp this season
1: agreed yes we love hearing your mvps you guys we're going to keep that segment going throughout the season that is our review and our our um fantasy draft like i said let us know who's in your fantasy draft who do you think has the strongest fantasy draft out of the three of us sorry steve um (laughs) but we are going to close out you guys let us know where the fans can find you all
2: yeah you can find me veronica valencia on twitter and instagram at it's me veronica underscore v
1: find me everywhere
0: at stevie g on tv
1: and i am timothy michael you can find me everywhere at i am timothy mike we will see you guys next thursday 7 p.m see you guys then see ya
0: our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz tv remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite tv shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to afterbuzztv.com and check out our lineup